don't know what's happened. Um, I think I I just think it's a matter of just we've just kept doing this thing, and then eventually, like one of you know we've been heard, and then people like us. Like they, I think people genuinely like us. Well, I think they like the two of you. I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> it's, it's like I, I swear to God, sometimes when people listen to the show, it's like, what is actually this red guy? Like, what what red, is actually his? Red, you dominated the Robbie Eagles episode, bud. Yeah, you took I, over yeah. the second half. Yeah, you just said no, third quarter. You came in and said, oh, "I'm just clear out." No, yeah. no, that's because it was my segment. I had mm-hmm. a segment, you know. <laughs> it's like, give me the ball, guys. I'm winning this for us. Yeah, I'm winning this game. You got the compliment. That's what I famously said. Like, you know, who knows if Robbie keeps in the DMs about the dickhole RVD combination. Mm. And there's a very good chance, there's a very good chance at PWA he brings out the RVD pose. I mean, why not do it in New Japan? But at at a fucking, (laughs) at a beer shed? I will make sure that he goes hot sauce out of the dickhole. Yeah, hot sauce out of the dickhole might might come out. So, Yeah, so it should be fun. Packed full weekend of wrestling and no doubt Uber Eats. (laughs) There'll certainly be Uber involved. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is Robbie picking us up? (laughs) (laughs) You might have to at this point. We are we got stiff, and I have no idea what to say. What's going on, Master Whito? Why don't you just join us over here and see the loss of Naito? We are we work stiff. Easy one to jump into with that one. Oh my god, what's that? The biggest star in the entire world of wrestling lost that one. <laughs> my name is the Ravishing Red Rude, and I am joined over yonder always by the token wop himp himself, Dr. Dave Pruden. Hey, yo. <laughs> and as always, making the magic happen, he is Julius, the chocolate mouse himself, the king of his dog style, and the guy who just brings me all the exciting news so much to the fact that I just want to jump into an intro because I'm so goddamn happy. Julius Josh Cotton. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Very, what you tailed at the end there, just powered down. Sorry, I just don't do that. Don't do that. Make that noise of power will go out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my my level of excitement right now is just I I had I I had to jump into that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut anyone off. I just oh no, it's good. It's good. I'm glad you're excited, Red, because I'm excited too. I think this is going to be a great weekend and. to actually get to see this show that Robbie talked to us about last week is is great. The um the the birth of New Japan in Australia. Yes. Like, all for that shit. If you can't be there at the conception, at least get there at the birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and we're we're there for that. So I think it's gonna be pretty uh pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, um, you know, blown away by the reception. Uh for the episode the feedback's been great um the dms have been blowing up with people sending really lovely notes about uh, i think more shock you know they were surprised that somehow we got <laughs> robbie eagles on the on the program like what uh, how well, how did this happen there's some there's some uh, angry podcasters out there going hang on now 
Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, everyone's been really supportive. It's like I said, it's a, a really, it's really cool to see. Um, I mean, we've always said we sort of felt like we're sort of part of a niche community, um, but it's really become quite obvious this this week, you know, in the last week of just how you know connected everyone is, and it's like. And a lot of ways, I think sort of the Australian pro wrestling um, community sort of opened up a bit to us as well, which has been really awesome for yeah. us. You know, um, can't wait to be a part of that. That's just yeah, it seems seems like a lot of fun. So yeah. um, I'm keen to sort of get involved and um, yeah, bring sort of the New Japan our sensibilities, uh, which we love to talk about <laughs> to these these spaces. You know, I think we offer, you know, I think we fit in that in those spaces because of like our like just the nature of who we are in terms of our personality um but i think often we're talking different things you know i quit my job <laughs> i did the robbie interview and the next day i quit my job i said boss i'm good i'm done uh yeah but it is it has been obviously uh you know it's our most popular episode by uh, the length of the straight um so uh keep listening uh it's evergreen it's something that i think people will reflect on and re revisit especially as uh, tamashi grows so i'm really um i'm keen for all the feedback that people have and insights you know off the back of that any new listeners that are sticking with us for this week too off the back of last week's episode mm. welcome and uh yeah please get in touch and send us questions and all that sort of stuff interact interact that's yeah that's the big one that's a uh... Great question. How can people actually reach us, Josh? Fascinating, Red. They can actually get a hold of us at on Twitter for now, whilst Elon is keeping the lights on. Um, at We Work Stiff on Twitter, and they can also find us on Reddit at uh, We Work Stiff as well. Um, both of those things, we actually had placed the episode on Reddit, and it got pop it was popular too. So I was stunned by the upvotes and the retweets and all the sort of stuff on the both platforms. So yeah, just search rework stiff on those social media platforms and you will find us. Um, but if you want to talk to me, uh, Twitter is the place uh, DMS are open apparently. So feel free. <laughs> and Hey, if you don't talk to me, I'm red flair on Instagram and uh, red Williams burner account on Twitter as well. Is that what my handle is? Is that what I'm called right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're telling the story uh i have no idea i don't actually engage so maybe we'll go to the doctor's question uh for listeners to the show again that have jumped on board since last week you will notice there will be more questions from from other professions we have other people here we have a cowboy in fact uh but i do, I do like a question that prefaces with no need to answer all. Yeah, no need to yeah. answer all. Yeah. A man that understands us. He's like, you'll probably get to the first question and just keep on going. That's what's going to end up happening. Um, but I actually think that we may indeed answer all of these because they're great questions as per usual from our listeners. Um, so obviously this has been a uh, a great week. I just said I said to Dave, I think I sent you a message saying it was maybe the most sort of surreal week in the history of the podcast, but it's been a we've just been kicking goals. And then I was like, man, this is going great. You know, I'm feeling great. Tamashi's coming up. This is awesome. And then New Japan goes ahead and puts on a show in Osaka that felt like we had time traveled back to the glory days of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was yeah. one of the best, one of the best shows I've seen for a very long time. Yes, yeah, my pandemic era show of 
it's the show of the pandemic era for me. I just thought top to bottom, it was amazing. Mm. Um, and just had everything that you come to expect with a new Japan show, you know, it, like literally everything you come to expect. It was on that. Um, yeah, it felt like a pay-per-view show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. one of those big yeah. events, one of the big sort of four. The quality throughout was good. Like, like the whole show was fun. Mm. Yeah. Every, and like, even the, from starting with a junior tag team title match, you know, that that's harkens yeah. back to the golden era of New yeah. Japan where it's like, all right, the, the junior tags coming out first to have a put on a banger. That's kind of the idea. Like it just felt like, you know, we, we got away from a lot of the pandemic era tropes, you know, there wasn't ref bumps. There wasn't, there was just, it was just a very new Japan heavy. Did you get the sense that Bushi seems a little revitalized teaming with Titan? I thought that was like, yeah. Yeah. And a bit, bit of energy about him. They had both had really cool masks and yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's I like definitely a sense that Bushi's like, well, I'll put it this way. I think the key for a division like that, Dave, is that you the guys can't feel like it's de, it's demotion. Like they can't feel like they've been demoted to the junior tag league. And I think all four of those guys uh genuinely see it as a really big opportunity to get themselves over, you know, and to get themselves across. Like Bushi knows he's not going to get a run at the top again. Um, Titan's trying to get himself over in the space. Akira is, um, he's hes going to be something pretty special. I mean, yep. he's only 21 or whatever it is. Um, and TJP is just the veteran hand. It's basically his job is to help Akira develop, you know, and that's, and those sort of both guys kind of in that role, that tag team, like the veteran and the young guy. And um, and I think, yeah, they went out there with an intent and you knew Bushi, something was up when Bushi and Titan are doing Tope Suicidas next to each other. You're like, okay, they're, they're clearly yeah, big match time, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff from this show that I'm keen to talk to and we've got some questions that, that hit to those areas and there's some that, that don't, but we'll get we'll get to it. So just quickly, uh, does anyone else think that before TJP walked out, he saw someone with a boom mic? And just grab the boom mic and put it on top of his hat. It was an interesting look, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We start off with Dr. Gary, who's back asking us, um, well, first of all, he's complimenting us, which, you know, flattery will get you everywhere here at We Work Stiff. Uh, top work of Robbie made me even more excited for what Tamashi could become. That's lovely. Um, no need to answer all, as Dave said. Uh, but question number one. Was there a missed opportunity for United and United Empire to stand tall at the end of the show, a la Bullet Club at Dominion? That's an interesting question. It so, is. well, because you think of the image, particularly of Bullet Club at Dominion. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt that. Uh, I totally get that. When I saw that question, I, I totally understood that. I mean, it would have been cool for them to sort of more solidify themselves as one of the bigger groups in the company uh it would have been a really cool image to actually see but does it kind of uh elevate shooter because he spoiled the party you know yeah that's that's kind of my thing there's two there's two aspects to it um one uh, for them to stand tall at the end ftr would have had to lose um and that might be something people were interested in but i think ftr losing at wrestle kingdom to aussie open is the is the play um, I agree though, because I feel like there's an opportunity that maybe it's a little bit of what Osprey is doing at the moment. Maybe it's a little bit of just the first time you get to see the visual of them all together. 
I mean, obviously they put out the video with them in their suits doing the Reservoir Dogs yeah, uh, in Tokyo really thing. That yeah, was an amazing video. How great's the end with Okan and the teacher? Yeah. yeah, he's just he's just an absolute menace in all the best ways, and um, yeah, he that's how you get your character over. He he's never not the great Okan. <laughs> Um, and, and I loved how uncomfortable Jeff Cobb looked in his suit. Yeah, it was like, man, it's like, did they buy them in Tokyo? If so, it's like the tailor is like, he got an experience when the big beefy boy came in. Um, he looked great, though. Everything about that was a cool aesthetic. Oh, yeah. They all had their own in, individual, unique unique sort of presentation. You know, like each one of them sort of Gideon yeah. Grace having a smoke. You know, every one of them had this little character piece that I thought was nice. Um, but what I was, was going to say is I think that um, for me at this point uh, United Empire are infinitely more interesting than Bullet Club I think that Bullet Club since that time at Dominion every seed that they have tried to plant has uh, yeah, kind of has not has yeah, yeah it's it's been I, I think the big like that Dominion that Dominion moment you know that thing we think Jay White as champ Carl Anderson's whole thing and Juice Robinson and I would say that all three of those things haven't progressed anywhere. And the mm. progression that they have made, I would say, have been uh, disappointing. So, yes, I would say that I think United Empire are positioning themselves and becoming, quickly becoming, um, the heir apparent to that, to that sort of position as sort of the foreign faction. Um and it's going to be really fascinating where Bullet Club go because I think it's t- I think it's time I think it's gotten I think it's time for them to to go be put out in pasture basically because um, I think people want to see United Empire standing tall as that faction I think people are wanting to see uh, Will Osprey be the the face of that revolution I think I think that's becoming more and more apparent from the online discourse so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they may have missed an opportunity now. Yes, but who's not to say that there's possibility of that is in the future that the United Empire will be running everything soon. I think that's highly possible moving forward. Um, so it might not be might not have been at this Osaka show, but I'd say get ready because I think that the coronation is coming. Um, but yeah, that would be my thinking. I've I came away from this event. I thought it was a great event. But there was a couple of takeaways. I'm like, ooh, I think, yeah, I've got some, I've got hot takes, basically, hot takes off the back of this event. So uh, I'm with, I'm with you, Dr. Gary. Would have liked to have seen it, but I think it's going to come at um, maybe at a bigger stage. As you mentioned, Dave, the the ending was when they sort of set it up too. I think they set it up really cleverly, where they had Osprey uh, on the mic with. Aussie open and Osprey is talking um, about the forbidden door and like someone coming through. And that's a pretty clear visual imagery of that trio, right? So there's a the trio there that people have a fairly, um, they have a connection to in terms of they understand what, who that trio has also wrestled. Yeah. So you see that trio sitting there. Where? Yeah. Right. So they're, they're there and we know that they're sort of planting that seed. I think, I mean, also I do think they're big, Aussie Open are a big focus for New Japan. It's pretty clear that's a big area that they want to develop those guys. But nonetheless, they're there. So that that, that pairing is there. And you're like, oh, okay. And uh, so Osprey is talking the shit, talking about someone to come through. 
the lights go off, the the streamers are already gone, right? The lights go off, and lo and behold, Roughneck, uh, <laughs> Shota Umino makes his return, lays waste to Aussie Open and Def Riders Osprey, uh, setting up a challenge for the US belt at Historic Crossover. Um, and Dr. Gary has asked, what does he, what do we think is Shota's ceiling? I mean, the ceiling's the ace, really, I would think. Mm. Whether, he, whether he gets there, uh, time will tell. But, you know, we've sort of said for a long time that he was kind of positioned as that guy from when he was a young boy with the guys that he's been matched up with, having the two dads, you know, that going far back as Jericho and uh, Kenny, that spot at that Wrestle Kingdom where he was in the walls of Jericho. Uh, so he's been positioned with all these top guys. So it would make sense that his ceiling would, would be to be the top guy at some point. Yep. How far away that is, who knows? Um, but yeah, it's kind of like the sky's the limit really for Shooter. It's all all on him and uh, what plays out with the rest of the rest of the top, top guys really, I suppose. Well, I mean, like, you know, with guys like Red Narita, coming up bigger and all that kind of stuff. And, and Shooter is a, a big part of that entire area and, and that time of, uh, you know, young lions and stuff like that. And we are seeing the brand new guys come in. For me personally, I'd love to see Shooter go all the way through. I'd love to see Shooter in the G1. I'd love to see Shooter eventually become all like, you know, considered uh, a, a person who could actually go for the world title. I'd love to see that. I mean, Shooter's amazing. So is Ren Narita as well. I didn't think it was uh, by accident that Shota returns at what essentially is power struggle. Um, he returns after the streamers have hit. He returns with the roughneck is coming. He returns to challenge for the second highest title. Uh, and he lays waste without saying anything. Uh, because that's what Jay White did five years ago. Mm. And I think Jay turned up in all black and Shooter turns up in all white. And I think they are declaring him the uh, one of the future top guys. It's pretty clear. They're putting a lot of emphasis behind him. Um, Jay would eventually go on to lose to Tana in that first Wrestle Kingdom, um, but it didn't dissuade his run, obviously. He would then go on to win the US belt and then so then does it make sense in that within that to then perhaps he loses to Osprey mm -hmm. but then perhaps wrestle Tana at this Wrestle Kingdom to sort of follow that same it's possible pathway as Jay but yeah. from a not from a heel dastardly yeah. heel sort of position. Yeah I mean there's the possibility is there. Um I think there's a couple of things and we'll, we'll get to them. I mean, a lot of people were hoping at the end of this show we'd have a couple of clear directions for certain wrestlers, and those still certain wrestlers have not got clear directions. And I think it's pretty obvious who those people are for Wrestle Kingdom. And it's like, okay, well, what's the go? Why does Tana not have someone? Why does Nido not have someone? I mean, these are these are interesting things, and I, I think there's some ideas around that. Um, I think the, the Shoda stuff is really fascinating because i listened to the japanese sort of commentary for the, the thing and they were really hyping up the connection to moxley like i mean really pushing it as a 
clear story beat. So part of me thinks, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Osprey Omega for Wrestle Kingdom, but I think the story perhaps suggests Osprey Moxley um, oh. because uh, if he does, if Osprey happens to beat up Shoda, um, his dad might come to defend him uh, and not Red Shoes. Uh, and I think that there's a possibility of, of that direction is another possibility for sure. Um, and Shooter, like he looked awesome when he's returned. He looked so comfortable. Like he looks, yeah. he looked, he was in great Nick, but he just looked confident and, and he's been given the ball and it's, it's a great time. Honestly, it's, it just feels like this last month, but especially this show, it just felt like, holy fuck. We are, you know, you took Dave talked about the legacy sequels, like here they come, you know, here they all come. And when you see someone of that talent, uh, that we have seen, and I, I said it on Twitter this week, and I think it was really, um, I think it's kind of the interesting part. Shoda, uh, Narita, Yuya, Big Suge, those young boys were the young boys of that the golden era, the golden generation of New Japan's popularity. They were the babies that everyone had adopted someone from, from that run, you know, that 2017, 2016, 2017, 2018. So when New Japan was at its hottest, the fans were getting that fun investment of picking their young boys. And those fans have dropped off, obviously. It's evident. Like they've, they've, they've followed their stars to AEW or whatever uh, in the West, Western fan base but they never gave up on their young boys. I don't think, I think they've always had to keep an eye on those young boys because they've got this connection to them, this investment. And when Shota came back, Narita was the first sign that people were interested, but mm. Shota's return got the most discourse, the most engagement on Twitter I've seen for a new Japan show in outside of a wrestle, maybe, maybe more than a wrestle kingdom. People were pumped to see this, the boy return, you know, and I mean, the, the fact is, I mean, the guy went viral. So, like, he's he's a wrestler that he's a wrestler that went outside of wrestling. Like, it's four and a half million or whatever is his views for his the the panty dropper, you know, stuff. Like, he and he, and he's been on AEW TV. Like. Yep, and he's he's been everywhere. He's he's placed him in high profile spots. Importantly, you know, against Jericho, he's often talked about. He's he's done his excursion. He's been on Strong. He's been on Rev Pro. He's been on AEW. He's been everywhere. And he's talked about, and he's even people have got an awareness because even when the Blackpool Combat Club stuff happens on, on, uh, on AEW TV, people on Twitter are always like, "We wonder when Shota will turn." Like people just, can you just? There was a perf. It was such an whether it was accidental, intentional, whatever it was. Pairing up with John Moxley was a godsend for Shota yeah. because he's just got this connection to this guy. So when he returns, and not only that, he comes out, he does the whole thing. He starts doing mox pose. He starts doing the mox walk. He gets yeah, walking the, the crowd. Walk. Yeah, yeah. The crowd I was like, thing. "Oh, you little fucking ripper!" Um, and he just looks he's like he's the, the cleanest looking roughneck you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and um, but he's got that swagger, and it's like he's the perfect type of character in a lot of respects, and that he's this ace like baby face that has the the ass kicker because he's he's got that in him and everyone knows oh he everyone knows his dad <laughs> you know like oh his dad's tough so don't fucking he might look like a pretty boy but don't piss up you know and it gives him this strange aura 
And so when you sort of see him come out, you're like, this is, I think people were connected to him and they're really keen to see where he is. And put it this way, New Japan are not messing about. They're putting him in with the best wrestler on the planet, right? Like the guy who's having the big, the greatest run, maybe, um, maybe we're, we're, we're entering 2017 Okada run for Osprey at this point. Like it's getting pretty insane. Yeah, Okada, Kenny, he's sort of getting to that. But you know what that that you remember the, yeah. the championship run that Carter had in 2017 where every yeah. match was just like he just he just didn't miss yeah. regardless about uh, what style or whatever yeah. he didn't matter yeah and that's that's where Osprey has landed at the moment and he's going in he's going in on a huge show the biggest you know pay per view show the the crossover show and uh, the semi main um, of that historic crossover which is awesome by the way that Kyrie and Mayu are, are main eventing for the women's title. Um, but that idea of uh, that opportunity of they're putting him in there, that guy, the eyeballs will be on him. The, the opportunity for a great match will be there and the story's there too. And we know someone's coming out after it. So something big's going to happen as a result of it. So there's going to be a lot of eyes and a lot of eyeballs on him. So I think, yeah, I think he's, he's it's up to him whether he can get to become the ace because I think there's going to be a fight amongst those boys. Yeah. Um, so there should be. But I do think that they are a generation. They are a generation of. We knew it when they were coming through. We knew those four guys were special, and even the runt of the litter, Ren Narita, at the time has like has found his own identity um, by stealing Shibata's brain, and <laughs> and it's worked out great for him. But I think that that's the thing. It's no. He's been given the ball. Put it this way, he's been given the ball, so it's up to him whether he can hit the ceiling. But um, I think it's pretty clear that he's got inbuilt stories of top guys. You know, he's got inbuilt stories of guys ready to go. That he's either mocks a Jason or it's um, because of his dad. You know, like yeah. he's got that opportunity with with even Jay. You know, because of the yeah. long running battle with Red Shoes. So there's something in that. So yeah, man, I, I was so happy to see the boy back. And that's, that's the true freakdom. Like everyone's hoping for Kenny to turn up or whatever. And then when Shota turns up, I'm like, I'm like fuck yes. Cause it's the first sign of like new Japan's the future is safe because it's like they're, they're investing in their guys, you know? Yeah. And it, they, they stuck the landing. I was like, perfect, perfect way to finish that. Um, and we get to wait, look forward to historic crossover and all the awesome matches that will take place there and that unique setting of you know stardom in New Japan. And then there's still the hope that you know it's happening after full gear. So there's still the hope that someone's going to send a video package or something's going to come in and challenge Osprey for that. If Osprey wins, someone's going to come for that Wrestle Kingdom spot. Um, and I think Moxley's would work. I honestly do. I think that would be fine. I think everyone wants Kenny because that would just be, you know. Mm you know, the sort of the Dave Meltzer classic, but... Well, it also makes sense that Moxley would want to come after that US belt again. His belt, I man. mean, especially even if, particularly if he loses to MJF. Yeah, which I think is the expectation. You know, yeah. I think that's the feel. That... And then and then he can go and have his sort of, he can do a video thing, go and have his six-week fishing fucking holiday that he missed out on because of the CM yeah. Punk drama. And then, yeah, be ready for Wrestle Kingdom and a big yeah. spot there. Yep. And and that US belt's already, I mean, he's defended it on AEW. So that, that's a belt that can go over easily enough. Yep. And and I think to be to be fair, I think if you were if you're asking most sort of 
pro wrestling fans and and pundits of of the like that if you were to pick the two consensus wrestler of the year contenders um they would be them those two mox and, and osprey so for them to meet at a wrestle kingdom i think is a after the year that they've had i think would be a massive sort of opportunity i mean dude like off the back of the cm punk thing too that i mean that might have meant kenny's spot that mm. might have meant it might have cost him that spot yeah, it very well could have. It very well could have because you get the feeling that he was he was pegged at some point to be in that because that's where that story was headed. I mean, they were they were teasing yeah. that pretty strongly. Well, now now Tony Khan's going to be keen to reestablish him on that show on that brand and probably mm. isn't going to be as willing to be like, oh, well, we're going to set you up for something and then can't send you to Japan now. I tell you what though, that Tony Khan owes New Japan something because fucking Shibata wrestled for him. So, but at this point, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, spring spring a fucking crazy week. Shibata wrestled Orange Cassidy just at a random rampage in fucking Atlantic City. You know, yeah, fucking wild. Don't know what the what's going on, but um, match too. It was fun. It was great. I'm so happy to see him, but I was like, I was like fucking annoyed in some respect because it's like that's an incredibly emotional moment. Like that's a dude who nearly died. It's like people mm. need to really respect what's happening in front of their eyes. Like, holy shit, we're getting a Shibata match, you know? Um, and the, rampage <laughs> on a fucking random rampage. And that's just, it is what it is, but like, yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. But, um, and it's interesting because it's like, you know, not to, to get an interesting segue, but it's like, you know, TV wrestling matches, you know, they're, they're kind of formulaic and it becomes a bit of a challenge, you know? Um, but uh, nonetheless, New Japan has been trying the the TV wrestling matches, the TV title. Uh, and Dr. Gary has his final question. We have actually, we, we didn't have to answer more, uh, Dr. Gary, but we did. Uh, his question is, who's our pick for the TV title? Who's going to be the inaugural champion? Well, I mean, after the way uh, Narita beat uh, Sonata and that match completely told a really fun story. It was a great match. It was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, chemistry. Yeah. And Sonata, it's 15 minute Sonata is peak Sonata. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like for me personally, after watching that match, I 100% thought Sonata was going to come and win that. Yeah. The, the, the finish made you think that, right? The way Narita won it, the way Narita was doing the suplex bridge pins, the way that he was doing and, you know, working the match. I genuinely think they're going to put Narita as the first champion based off that match, literally, because, you know, you think about it right now, like, you know, Shooter coming back and everything, doing what he's doing. Mm. Why not put the belt on Narita right now? You know what I mean? Like, why not make Narita the first ever and, you know, establish him as one of the other top guys right now. And then we have like this whole rebirth of top young guys coming up. Hmm. Because Zack Sabre Jr. exists. <laughs> That's the only excuse yeah, I can give yeah, you as a retort. Yeah. It's tough. I agree, Red. I think um, yeah, I would too. love to see him, uh, Narita, get that. I mean, it's a, it's giving the boy the rocket. Um, That's ballsy. That's fucking ballsy. But, I mean, ha- I mean, he's beaten Ishii. He's beaten Yano. He's beaten Sonata. Like, I mean, that's that's not something you normally give a young guy. Like, you think of that in a G1. If someone went ahead and beat those type of guys in a tournament you'd be like that's a pretty significant push but it's Um, working though the crowd's behind it yeah i mean he's i mean they've been fucking just just desperately craving something fresh and new although i am enjoying um 
I am enjoying Zach stealing all the young boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, honestly, pro wrestling 101. If anyone wants to understand what pro wrestling is, just watch that TV title segment with Zach. Um, Because he, no one has told the form, explained how the form can be elastic, like the rubber man himself, you know? Yeah. Hey, look, I'll put it this way. That match with Zach, I'm now a fan of evil. I actually really like evil. Mid-card comedy heel evil is fine. Yeah. It's fine, especially when he gets his comeuppance. But you need to go through a bunch of shit to get him to the point where he can get his comeuppance. But Zach has his number. He always does. His adoption of the young boys, Fujita... As no one has said, dickhead better. Honestly, no one in the history of recorded audio. Pumpkinhead <laughs> pumpkin was pretty solid, but the way he, you, you people, I, I I encourage you go back and watch that promo. He puts a little bit of he puts a little bit of extra spice on the dickhead. Yeah, and Kevin Kelly fucking popped for that. He was pissing him. Vegeta's been. We've been saying it for a while. Vegeta's been associated with Suzuki Gun. Like they've been putting him, he's been wrestling Suzuki Gun. He's been going after Minoru Suzuki all the time. And this time Zach's like, okay, well I got Vegeta. I'm going to go after Oiwa. Seeing Oiwa's getting the hand held. I'm going after him too. And I, I was just, you know, like about two or three months ago when New Japan did that, that pre, that, um, that investor thing, when I was talking about their ideas and sort of conference, you know, and they're talking about what they're looking at doing. And they talked really big on the youth movement and pushing young guys faster and putting an emphasis on getting younger. They need to get younger. That was a big focus. You see the young boys coming back, you know, Shota coming back. And they've had to hold these guys off because of the pandemic. And it was it was wise. Even as young boys, they're being more featured. They're being like, they yeah. they they started fighting back. <laughs> like they started getting involved. I was like, holy shit, the fucking Zach and the juniors. Like it was just, I thought this was unreal and i was like has it ever happened where like a faction has just adopted young boys like they just said you're in suzuki gun now like you're our suzuki gun young boys because they need to like they need to right now and at least vegeta like vegeta has to go like he's the boy's only 20 years old yeah i I like that idea i think that that idea has legs like uh to for factions to sort of almost like draft guys pick guys and be like, oh, you're, you're with us. And then they kind of rep, you know, like they represent, they sort of blood them their own way and yeah. have them you know, wrestle a certain style or cheat or whatever, you know, I, mm. I kind of like that idea. Whilst they're still a young boy, like yeah. it just feels like Vegeta, especially Vegeta, it just feels like he's getting closer and closer to Suzuki. Like he, he was living for that promo. Like he, I don't think he needed prompting. He wasn't being held against his his will. He was there for it. He was a willing participant. He was fucking loving it. And he was looking for ice for Zach's balls at the end of it. That, that boy's in with Suzuki Good. He's he's there. So yeah, I thought um I think it's it's something interesting to follow. Definitely. I think that those guys are going to head off on excursion a lot quicker than mm. the others, perhaps. Um yeah. oh, look, man, if it leads to a uh I think I said this to you. If it leads to a battle for Oiwa between Zach and Jay, I'm all for that as well. Like battle for the young boy love. <laughs> battle for the affection of the young boys. Um, because it's interesting. Like it's a historic crossover. There's a lot of young, the, the sort of the LA Dojo versus the young boys are getting the sort of the opening match. And they're bringing yeah. over the young German young boy, Oscar. He's also being sort of getting put into a match already. So it's it feels like we're, we're pushing. When are they bringing it out? Kazakh. 
I don't know when Oleg's getting the push, but he, <laughs> Oleg's going straight for the title, right? Just just, yeah. just coming out as a young boy straight in. Just shooting. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, if he wants to win the title, I don't think anyone in New Japan is going to stop him. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, there's these these shoots, these green shoots that are popping up everywhere. Like, we're talking about Vegeta and Oiwa, right, who are showing charisma and personality and they're 20 years old and less than a year in the business at this point. Like the push for the youth movement is on. And I, and I, and I like that they're approaching it a little different rather than just, just the pre-show matches. And, you know, it, why not? I mean, they can still do all that sort of stuff, but have them involved in some story things because then you end up with like a shooter scenario, right? You, yep. you end up with these stories so that after they come back to from excursion, then there's extensions that they can go straight to, you know? And I wonder if that, like, I honestly don't know. Like, we, I don't know because New Japan is, and we saw it this week, I think it was this week um, that Trish Spears at Trish Spears 48 tweeted out about how she'd found out about how much freedom New Japan wrestlers have in their match construction, all that sort of stuff. And she said, oh, she just respects the thing. I was like, you know, you know we were onto the thing about like, oh, they're the autors of modern pro wrestling, right? <laughs> um, I've, I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that, Dave. But like, um, and so I don't know to what extent Moxley just went or took it upon himself to adopt Shooter because I mean that match was set up to get Mox over, you know. Because yeah. remember that night that was also Shingo versus um, Kojima. You know, yeah. they were they were putting the new guys to beat up someone to to showcase that they should be re- ready to go into that Dominion was wild. That was the night came to turn up. That was a wild night. Yeah, um, and. And on that night, he's wrestling Shoda and he just carried, he beats the shit out of him, which is part of his character. But he picked him up and carried him out. And that was that was the iconic promo and everything came from that. Yeah, that, that went viral. Yeah, and everything off the back of that. Yeah. Everything off the back. And I wonder to what extent was the plan pair him up? And, and to what extent was it just Mox was thought it was fucking hilarious to carry the young boy out and fucking do a promo next to him? Well, I mean, I think... In the case with Mox, it's just nothing feels too pre-produced. It's like just let him do his thing, and something will will come of it. And that's yeah. the beauty of, of Mox in Japan. All these amazing things seem to come out of just him being able to be his most free self. And uh, and yeah, shooter that whole shooter viral thing is a perfect example of that. And and if that means that we're gonna get, you know, they see the value in that, and they're like, oh, well, okay, well, let's. Let's start incorporating Zach and Fujita. Yeah, start incorporating, mm. you know, like Jay holding Oiler's hand a few weeks back and just throwing a beer. Yeah. All that. Just plant, plant a few seeds with these young boys. So, yeah, I think that's cool. I think they've, I, that's what I feel like. I think they've looked at the reception and the engagement and they've said, we like that. We, we think that has potential. Let's, let's do that again, you know? And it's organic. They're the right pairs, they're finding the right guys. They have a narrative purpose and, you know, not everyone's going to be Shoda. That's just the reality, but like, that's okay. That's yeah. fine. But like, if you can see the connections early, um, it's that those legacy sequels, as you said, Dave, are going to become, they become thick and fast. If the young boys are getting um, trained by some of these fucking lunatics, you know, like yeah. who's, who's going after Oleg? So that's the, <laughs> someone's going to grab him. Um, <laughs> The feeling I have right now is this is probably one of the most exciting times being a fan of New Japan, seeing Ren and Shooter come back, but also too with the young boys too. Like this is probably the most engaged I've been with the young boys for quite some time. 
Mm. It's been a bit barren and things. The young boys are sort of, they've, they've only been a couple of them that this class is quite small and the pandemic sort of set everything back like two years where the young boys couldn't get back. And then they had to sort of like hold them off an excursion. So um, it's an injection of youth that is, that is needed. And it's only the beginning because Yuya's out there. Suge is fascinating. Every time a young boy comes back, Suge, when Ren Narita came back, Suge tweeted out um, interesting. And then when mm-hmm. Shota came back, he tweeted out very interesting. Uh, the Those boys are, they're all planning a return and good God, um, it's going to be, it's going to be glorious. But you're right, Red, it's an exciting time to be a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Unless a from what my timeline was telling me, you are a fan of Tetsuya Naito because as per usual, <laughs> as per usual, Meltdown initiated after, um, and we probably should talk to it to some extent, after the Osprey Naito uh, wrestling match that they had. They, they had a pro wrestling match, I believe it was a, a pretty uh, solid pro wrestling match. Uh, and after that banger uh, where Naito lost, uh, I even tweeted out something like, now I can exhale, you know, because I was like, um, that was fucking insane. They did things that you shouldn't try. Um, and someone had tweeted back, I believe it was Phoenix, tweeted back at me saying, you know, it must be nice, assuming that I was exhaling because my fave had won. And it's like, please, please. <laughs> but I was saying, no, I was just happy that both men could walk out of the ring after that thing. Like, seriously, yeah. boys. Um but, you know, people are Naito fans and they're like, oh, he lost again. So Trish, uh, Trish, also a, a renowned Naito fan and a Hangman fan. Good God, Trish. We feel, we feel your pain. <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough life for Trish. She, she, she picks them. She can pick them. How do you say that? Masochist. Yeah. Masoch- masochist. Yeah. Yeah. But the high is a high, I tell you. Um, so Trish Spears at Trish Spears 48 asks the question of pain. What comes next for Tetsuya Naito? I know you have some thoughts, Red. What do you? What comes next for Tetsuya Naito? That match hurt. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. I thought it was fucking great, honestly. Mm. No, the, what they were doing to each other during that match, I genuinely wrestling took over, and I one hundred percent believe that Naito is going to win, and it hurt. It genuinely hurt. Remember like when Okada lost and I threw the pin away? No, sorry, Okada won and I threw the pin away. Yes. I had the hat on and I threw the hat away. Um, It, yeah, look, you know, (laughs) I'm so invested into a guy and I love him so much. He's one of like easily my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Um, Look, the match was great. I loved it. I wanted Naito to win so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm still kind of in a weird place about it all because I just want Naito to win and it hurts and it really is beginning to bug me a lot. And I That's his feel... gimmick though, Red. He's not a winner. That's his gimmick. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get that. But it's just that it's now beginning to hurt. Now, I, I, not to, I'll just go off the back there, Red. There's something I find interesting about Naito, right? There is this online discourse that makes the assumption that Naito is on his last legs. Nope. Yeah. I. Where does this come from? Because yep. 
every time he's given a main event spot. It looks like he shouldn't be able to walk on them. Probably. Yeah, right? Like the yeah. bow leg thing is a thing. But it, when it's when he's given the main event spot in a sold out, you know, Edion Arena, biggest crowd in the pandemic at that building. Um, again, Naito on top, drawing massive houses yet again. Mm. Uh, somehow will not get voted in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't know what... Look, I'm not going to go to read about Uncle Dave. Yeah, Dave is... Melz is going to have to begrudgingly give Naito five stars and fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> but the... He is so good. He is so good. And that first 30 seconds is was so fast. It was just so ridiculously quick. And when Naito wants to go, when he wants to go and he's like, all right, I'm going. It's like, that's like, if you like pro wrestling, just watching wrestling matches, like when Naito's at that, he, there's there's not many that can reach that level, right? He just If you, if you watch Naito in peak form and you don't like what he's doing, I don't want you in my life. <laughs> that's good to know. Uh, Mel's is not making an appearance at Casa de Red. Um, but it isn't, it's an, it's a thing that he, that he sort of like that had all of Naito Abushi energy. Like it just had that, holy shit. The, I, I tweeted out the safety police got stuck in traffic because like they decided there was two or three spots in that match that you should never, ever, ever yeah. try. Um, the top rope, fucking Frankensteiner re- reversal with no space. The, how the fuck does Naito get out of a, uh, how did like how do they go from a stormbreaker into a powerbomb and into a destino? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. The high, the the level of difficulty. Like, I understand. Like, I'm not looking at from pro wrestling as like matches and stuff, but the level of difficulty that those boys were putting themselves at risk through. I was just like, this is. I just couldn't handle. It was 30 minutes. I was I was fucking stressing. I was like, boys, just get out of this. Just just mm. finish it. Someone end this match. Um. And you know, I I love when Naito gets to have a neck match. You know, just to says we're having a neck match tonight. Yeah. Um, it's like oh yes. Um, but I I'm interested where you think it's going to go, Dave, because I have I actually think I know where it's going. I actually think I know what Naito's um, Wrestle Kingdom match is going to be. Oh, I've got a hot take on what I think it's going to be. Somehow win the main event. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think it's been. Well, put it this way. I mean, I've got a hot take about the main event too um, because I think this show actually needs a main event. That's my hot take in terms of I think that the main event's pretty has gotten pretty cold and it's not going to get heated up anytime soon with Jay not being able to or not getting over there, not going to be at the historic crossover. They're going to need, they're going to need a big hook for that. And I think that they're not worried about it because I think they know they've got two or three other marquee matches that are going to be doing a, a really good job to help sell. I, I think they also know that that match is going to be ridiculous. Anyway. It's going to be a great match. It'll yeah. be a great match. But yeah. whether it's got the, I feel it's got a fait accompli feel. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people have yeah. got that feel like it's coronation. So they need something else to hook them. And Naito, what Naito is doing is also, is always an important hook. And I feel like, I feel like I know what the match is going to be for Naito. So I'll, I'll float it and see what you think. Okay. So not this is not a spoiler for you, Blaz, but Naito is in tag lead this year. He's teaming with Sonata. And over the last, on the weekend, um, Tanahashi wrestled in Noah against uh, Muto. I saw that. Yeah. 
I'm I'll put money on now that it's going to be Naito and Sonata versus Tana and Keiji Muto in a tag. That is my bet in Muto's last New Japan match because Muto Muta, the great Muta, is wrestling at Historic Crossover against Okan in like the the six man match. So yeah. the Muta character, I think, is going to pass the mist to Okan, and I'm going to fucking do a lap like you've never seen before. Just the W that I'm taking for that one. But then Muto has to his final match. Muto and Tana being that sort of connecting from the New Japan days versus Naito and Sonata. Sonata getting that opportunity to wrestle against Muto. Naito wrestling Muto again at Wrestle Kingdom, which they did like seven years ago. I think that's the direction they're going for some sort of special attraction because for the Japanese audience for in the Dome for... Keiji Muto New Japan that's a big spot and the star power of that and what it can also do for Sonata I think Naito is sort of will see that I I feel like that's that's the match where we're headed towards because them being in tag league I feel like they're going to have a really good tag league and they're going to show out and be really impressive and Muto is going to turn up at the end and challenge them yeah maybe maybe and Tana and Muto together is a I mean, that's a pretty high-profile tag team um, in terms of legend status. And Tana's going to have his fucking working boots on that night. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, Sonata's going to have the only pair of functional knees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to me, that's, that, that's just where I think it's going. Given that both Tana doesn't have anything lined up yet, Sonata doesn't have anything lined up, and and Naito obviously doesn't have anything lined up. I think that's where this this that's what I think is coming next for Tetsuya Naito. Um, and people might be upset because it's not a singles, but I think that's a you know in terms of legendary positioning, like you get in the essentially yeah. a retirement match for a legend like that. That's a yeah. And it's and it, I mean like you know like you said, uh, the great Muto is still such a revered figure in Japan. That would be a huge like people in Japan would love that as a yeah. tag as a special attraction tag. That's my working theory based on Naito not winning the US belt. Had Naito won the US belt, I think it could have been could have been anybody. I mean, honestly, mm. but that's where I think it's going. Um, just just looking at the way the story is sort of told with Tana being you know associated with with Mudo, just feels like that could be where we're ultimately going. And 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 if you said Dave, like getting Sonata, Sonata deserves that spot. He needs that spot, he needs that yeah. moment. It needs to be a moment between him and Muda for sure. Yeah, and having him with his essentially his previous mentor with his current mentor, mm. I think is a cool dynamic. Um, and it might be the springboard for Sonata's character. And to me, that's what Naito has always done. And he's a selfless guy in the sense like he's 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 always keen to help his boys get to that next level. And if that's what that would take, I think he'd be willing to do it. Shoot wise, character wise. Oh yeah, character wise. Yeah. No, fuck them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Character wise, it's like, well, fucking pull your weight, boys. <laughs> Do something. You know? uh, but more like me. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's like wrestle. He's just like do whatever you want. I think is his character. Whatever. Like what the fuck. Um. But yes, I think that's kind of a, that's where I, I sort of see that potentially. I mean, th- that's a nice hot take. But my God, I'd love to see Naito and Muta. I'd love to see that. Or even Sonata and Muda. Yeah, but Muda's not jobbing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Muda's not... 
then we just got to go then to like in a, in a full singles match against one of those guys. Yeah, like, and I've seen his Noah stuff, and it's not. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you want that to be honest. Because it's going to be a thirty-five minute match where they get six minutes of action into thirty-five minutes. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just think that's that would be the idea. It's just to protect them. You know, someone's someone's protected. Yeah. And Naito can easily beat Tana in the sense, and it's not a bad. It's not a. You know, it's not shocking. All Tana can beat Sonata. It's not a. You know, that's that's still plausible. So that that's what I feel like it potentially could be headed towards. I think that's a. And again, on a one night Wrestle Kingdom special attraction tag. Why not? Now, some people will be upset about that, but it's a pretty high profile spot for a Tetsuya Naito, in my opinion. Now, before we get to the tagly, I am interested to talk about just a little bit of that Osaka show because there's a couple of things I was a big takeaway. I'm interested to get your thoughts on. I have questions. I've, I actually have hot takes. I have two hot takes. Um, one, this this show's renowned for our long-term story, our big picture storytelling, all that sort of conspiracy stuff, right? But I am not against, and I am not going to be one of these people that we were saying a couple of weeks ago, like I, wrestling matches are still important in wrestling. They're still important things, right? I don't think I've ever seen, this is, a, this is my hot time, I don't think I've ever seen a, put it this way, I saw a perfect pro wrestling match at, at Osaka. A perfect, literally, wouldn't have changed a thing. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was perfect. A perfect movie, like a perfect in the way that Ghostbusters is a perfect movie, right? Like it may not be the greatest <laughs> movie ever time of all time, but it's perfect. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. I'm with in, you, Zack Sabre Jr. and Evil. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. That was pretty great, but it wasn't to me. Perfection is. It was the, they weren't lying. It was the incredible tag team match between yeah, yeah. the four juniors. Perfect. Because yeah. I have never, they took a trope that is being played out in Western pro wrestling forever. The dissension, can they coexist trope and put on the greatest version of that ever. Huge thing in Mexico too is like those. Yeah, right. So they took a tropey pro wrestling match and like reinvented it through a new Japan lens and made me so excited for a four, the four way and just heated the four way up out of nowhere and built master Wato got more out of that 20 minutes than he has these two years. He's been back. It was, it was perfect. Absolute perfection. Every, every little thing they did, every choice they made, every was inspired by each character it told you so much you would not have to know anything about those four boys you just watch that match you go i know every person i know who each person's character taiji shimori saying fuck this i'm not tagging in i that's taiji shimori in a nutshell like i ain't working tonight like fuck this hiromu getting hyper excited trying to win everything and yeah. not not having a really clear understanding of the rules desperado's clear resentment for master Waito. every every <laughs> being a cunt <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just he was spicy he was he was yeah. not here for it master wado being the plucky underdog being like come on guys like this is a big moment for me <laughs> this is really yeah. important for me and trying his damnedest to, to to win the match 
and then like getting a bit pissy about it as well. Yeah. It's like and 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 being bullied and then over time realizing I gotta stand up to this bully, like fucking Despy's tag in the first time when he slapped the absolute shit out of Mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Perfect, everything about it. And then halfway through the match, Master Wado and Despy just start fucking throwing. Oh, <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> just, and then and then they have this moment where they realize we're gonna work together. And then like, and then Despy's in a submission. He's like yelling to Wado, like "Fucking help me, man! Like help me!" Master was like, "Fuck that! I'm not helping you." Like every little bit they did was just just rich with character and story, like everything. Yeah. And it's like whoever laid that out is a fucking genius. Yeah, and it was perfect and i just i couldn't like that's what pro wrestling to me is where it's like i don't care about a star rating for it like how do you how do you like how do you judge that like what was that but what was its goal its goal was get wato elevated to a point where we can actually see wato being winning the title and people can actually see wato somehow winning the title now which is he gets he's got the he got the pin over Ishimori in that non-title match, and then yep. he got the pin here for like being knocked out <laughs> by that fucking crazy knee. Don't Ishimori just murked Hiromu. Yeah. So now he looks like a like of the four of them, no one thought he was a threat. Now he looks like a legitimate threat because he's got two pins over key guys. So he's been heated up, right? So we've got that heating up of uh, he's been made. The dynamics of each character has been laid out. Now we know they're going to be going into a four-way where Taiji can't hide away. He can't get away from him. He has to be involved in the match. You know who's going after who. You know Despy's going straight after Wado. He's trying to, going to try to kill him. And it just sets up the dynamics perfectly for that match. I just thought, my God. Like, to me, you judge a pro wrestling contest based on what's its intent, like what are they trying to achieve, and how effective is it in achieving that aim? If the aim was get people interested in that junior title match at Wrestle Kingdom, they over-delivered it because they not only did they get people invested, they got people invested in characters that previously weren't as hot as they are. I'm not saying Waito's coming in there like fucking, you know, peaked Hiromu, but he's... No, but, but it also showcases that talent is ready and in New Japan and all they need is an opportunity. And unfortunately, Kashuda gets ish, uh, injured. He gets mm. that opportunity and he's fucking, he's done so well out of it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy for him. Wato watch, uh, uh, it, it was a thing and I'm, I'm glad I watch him. <laughs> yeah. Because, and like, I don't know, put it this way. I don't know if he'll win the title, but I, my, my book would be give, put the belt on Despy, but if you yeah. put the belt on Despy, Wato as the first challenger is a perfect story. Just straight into yeah. that. You know, um, the disdain he'd have, and I was like, I'm not fucking no, you're not getting a shot. You know, like the way that the the way that at the press conference when he was announced that he was teaming with him, and Despy like, I'm just not showing up. Like, <laughs> like his mentality was just perfect. Of like, fuck this, I hate that fucking guy. Like, it just it's perfect. And Despy's gonna help Wado so much. Getting getting him paired with Despy, who is, I mean, the most you know, he's the most charismatic guy in the division. And her room is in the division. So, like, it shows and it, you. And it, and it also made Ishimori look smart, too, yeah. for, like, yeah. being, like, standing back and, like, I'll let you three guys go at it for the, <laughs> you know, and, you know, sets him up for uh, potentially letting guys beat the crap out of him so he's got a better chance at Wrestle Kingdom. The opportunist, too. yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, because he does what he does, you know, he loses the match, but he looks like the smart one because yeah. they're all fucking on the ground. And he's, and he's just walking he's, out, shaking his head. Walking out, you know. Yeah. I loved how Hiromu was so keen to make Ishimori like his friend. They, he wanted to be best friends, yeah. <laughs> and then like, 
And then like he went for the pin on him. Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. confused about what was happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's again like they're the they're the character beats where it's like that's Hiromu and everyone's like ah oh, Hiromu. Like it's oh, just that's the, that's the thing where it's like they did the stepbrothers gimmick where it's like they just became best friends and then Ishimori stuck his his nuts on the drum kit. You know, like it was yeah. pretty it was pretty quick and he ended it. So I just thought that was. Again, this show was was an opportunity for things that I didn't not necessarily expect coming in, and I was pleasantly surprised um, leaving it. Geez, talk about chemistry in a ring, though. All four of those guys, like the entire match was, as you said, it was great. It was a it was a genuine story driven wrestling match, and I mean, yeah. it's best to say the Western like side of it too. I didn't even think about that until you said that. It's such a trope from the Western to do that sort of thing, build towards something. Can they coexist? Yeah. 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 I didn't even think about that. I just was so immersed in the match to see what was actually going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's a different, different construction for a New Japan match. And that's what I keep saying. New Japan with the, with the TV title tournament, the 15 minute matches and this thing, it's like New Japan is taking Western conventions and doing them better. So I'm like, this is, this is a really good science, really indicative, positive um, momentum moving forward. Yeah. Um, so that was that was my first hot take. I fucking love that match, and I just think it's just that's what wrestling can be. Um, and then my other, yeah, my other hot take, and I'm interested just from this is a provocative question for Dave, is I'm getting concerned. I'm getting concerned now, Dave, about uh, what next, where to with Jay White, because. They they had this awesome match, this sort of tag match, and then the follow up tag match, you know, with Jay and Kenta versus Tama and Okada, and this is, this might be the last chance, you know, maybe tag league final that we get to see Okada and Jay in a ring, and I left that match keen to watch Kenta versus Tama. I was like, oh, that yeah. looks good. Yeah, I was. I said that. To you. I'm like, that's. Uh, I didn't. That's a match I didn't know that I wanted to see. Right, and that's that's good. Good for those boys. And there's a story in there too, yeah, with like Tama bringing Kenta in and yeah. It's a cool, I, I think that's, and Tama needs something, honestly, deserves yeah. something. That'll be a good, I'd go, I'd be happy with that at Wrestle Kingdom, Kenta and Tama. Yep. And find, they could potentially find a way to heat it up. Maybe they could get, I don't know how they could do it. Maybe the Never title eventually gets into Tama's hands. But in yeah. any case, um, the, should the takeaway be from that match be, I want to see Kenta versus Tama and not, Holy shit! We feel like the the main event's finally peaking. I'm just concerned about. I feel we've had talk about Jay, and I feel like we've to some extent we've been reading and projecting for the man. And I'm I feel like I don't know how I don't know how committed Jay is at this point to the clap crowds. I think he's fucking well and truly over them. Um, and I don't know. If not for Bullet Club collapsing and Jay getting a fresh coat of paint, I don't know where to for him. That's my hot take leaving this thing. I, I left this thing thinking Will Ospreay might be, Will Ospreay might have just surpassed him in terms of the Western investment and in terms of the foreign ace positioning. Um, and that I didn't, I would never have imagined me saying that um, ever, to be honest. So it's a big spot. Well, we're two months away from Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Uh, I just don't necessarily think that this show was ever meant to be about Jay and Okada. 
I think that something, whether it's tag league, but something between now and then will happen there. Uh, you can't tell too many stories on one show. Uh, heard, but is it is it just this show though? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it just this show? We've we've been this match has been set. I'm just saying, like, it's the Wrestle Kingdom main event. It's the those two guys who have had a storied history, and to me, it just feels like the least uh, exciting of the matches that people are talking about come Wrestle Kingdom. You know? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That's it was yeah. the least sort of interesting thing to me on that show uh but yeah the night is young i feel like there's still time and something will will happen what could what could it be though that's the thing for me man i'm just like what could it be where could it be uh or what could it be did you say either uh, where or what because we have a lot of lot of time. Jay's not going to be on that historic crossover show. He's going to be. He's not doing tag league. Obviously, he's, he's in the states. The, Look, I mean, you know. I don't know. Perhaps there's some more stuff to sort of happen in the unfolding, unraveling of Bullet Club. Mm. Uh, I think that that would be an interesting story beat going into Wrestle Kingdom, with his back against the wall as the champ. That could be an interesting angle. And, you know, to be honest, he's dropped off my radar a bit as well. And I haven't really thought too much about where it's going. Yeah. But I just sort of, after watching that show, I did have a think about that. And I was like, yeah, I just, I was just like, there was too much other things that needed to be needed to happen because you've got that crossover show coming up. Yeah. You've got Tag League coming up. Um, so that it just wasn't, they just decided that it was not the time. So. I don't know. I'm confident that sometime either end of this month or early December, something will happen in the lead up to Wrestle Kingdom because they'll want to heat up that main event in some capacity. And whether that's uh, in a match or something happens, I've got a feeling something happens with Bullet Club that's kind yeah. of going to be pretty significant. So my my thinking has been, this has been how I've I've thought about it because I've been slightly concerned it's just like i've been like just feels like it's been aimless it feels like since it just it just hasn't clicked since jay was on aw tv since from that moment on it just feels like he hasn't been the same type of character he just hasn't been the same type of guy and i was like the so i'm like well how could you hit it up what could you do and obviously the bullet club story at the moment is they're fucking off everywhere like they they're holding belts up you know, Ishimori hasn't defended that that belt for six months. Kyle Anderson's got it in fucking Saudi Arabia, and you know, like they're they're not going to be like it's. Which I don't think it's a great. To be honest, I don't think it's a great story. I don't think it's like our belts are being held up by this group. Mm. But if you wanted to do it, go all in because two years ago or whatever it was, yeah, two years ago, when people thought Jay was going on the Royal Rumble, I'd lean into that. I would. People have got this feeling like Jay might be a little bit checked out. He might be a bit over the clap crate. He might People believe that of his character. If I were him, I would lean heavily into fuck all of this place, fuck this place, and I might leave, you know, like that. I might go and make him like put the doubt into that thing of like Bullet Club, I'll have the belt and I'll go where I want to go because I've already established that they'll fucking – I'll take a belt and go to WWE, right? So that's been an established element. So it's there, it exists. And then Okada can be defending New Japan's 
you know, we've got to get that fucking belt off this guy because he might fucking go. Like that, I feel like that that is an angle that they could go to because at the end of the day, Jay's the heel. Okada's, Jay's been got to be built up so Okada can beat him. That's how it's got to get to. And he has to have a compelling reason to do it's it. It's a weird position to go in. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched any of the Roman Reigns stuff, but to go into a, the main show as the heel champ. Yeah, I know. It's an odd, odd position. Right. Because you're there to be beat. Right. Yeah. And, but everyone thinks Okada will win. <laughs> so there's no doubt that he won't win. Like that's the people have that belief that, oh, well, Okada's going to finally get it and that's going to happen. If Jay wins, then he has, he can't just win because then if he wins, is it like a shock? It's a shock for the night, but it's like, oh, well, what's where to next? It's a really, there's a lot of confusion about that particular main event. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with it, to be honest. I would, yeah. At this point, I would just be like, have faith that Jay's you got You got to, right? You got to believe right. that. You got to yeah. believe that. But I, I am getting a little concerned because I'm like, Jay does, you know, he seems to be allergic to planes all of a sudden. So he's not, he doesn't like to go over to do it. And he's the champion. So I just think when you got your world champions, we've got FTR who have the belts as well, who aren't in tag league. I just think it's hard to tell certain stories when the champions are not able to be there. You know, they're not present and they're not defending and that those things aren't. And I think that's been a really big reason why Will Ospreay has ascended so quickly to the heights he has, because he has been the workhorse. He has been the guy that is always at every show, putting the belts up, doing the stuff. And I think that he has sort of garnered a lot of the investment from the New Japan fans because he's that guy. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe these are the, it's the beginning of the moment of Jay's mental collapse. I feel like that. They, I feel like that's where they have to go. They ha- they honestly have to go with everything falls down. New Year's dash. He gets turned on, and you you got a you got a fresh coat of paint for babyface Jay. Um, and you just have to have someone turn mega heel to make it work, you know. You know, on Wrestle Kingdom or the night before, someone's gonna have to go and become bad, bad. But maybe, maybe they pull the trigger on evil or something. They, they got to do. They'll do something. They have to do something. I just, I just feel like if we get another year of Jay doing this, I don't think there's gonna be any progression. I think he's, I think his yeah. progression, his character has that. gotten to the point where he can't take it any further. Yeah, I don't think that it'll. That whatever this will, is will go on much longer. I think even his interactions with Gato have changed as well. That's one thing I have noticed. Oh yeah, because he, he was slow to get in, wasn't he? Yeah, well, there was frustration there. Hmm. Jay about Gay was like, sort of like, hurry, get in the ring, hurry up. So maybe that, maybe, maybe that's, you know, smellness. Uh, you know, these, they, well, Gato has to pick a new horse. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we saw with Okada, right? When that was happening, there was uh, something going on between Okada and Gato, and it was pretty subtle in the beginning. But this is, this has happened with Gato before. There's been a couple of little things with him in the past and then there's been big gaps between them happening uh maybe that's where they go in the next month or so yeah something so, and someone's going to capture gato's eye because that's yeah, how he that's, some, that's how he does something specific to uh jay and gato, uh, gato rather than anything necessarily about yeah. okada so then the match so the, the story of the match becomes not even necessarily about Okada, because I mean, how do you <laughs> how do you sell a match on 
how do you sell a match on the guy who's the champ being four and one mm. against the guy who's considered the ace, but he's the heel and mm. everyone expects the guy that's the ace to win? Yeah. Like right. that's a, that's a, yeah. Just yell a Noki 76 times in the build up and hope for the best. Like that's kind of where it's at, where it's like it's going to, everyone expects the coronation of the Anokiism of a cardism. You know, they, they expect that. And, and the, to the, the, the odds aren't against Okada like they have been in the past in terms of the way they've done with Jay matches where we use a chair to a knee or anything like, like they've done none of that kind of thing. They've, they haven't weakened Okada. They've done none of that thing. And all it's been is Jay talking about how Okada is a protected species and what he's, he's talking is accurate. So it's like a, it's a very, yeah, it's, a, it's going to be fascinating. I think you're right. I think Jay needs, it's on Jay. It's it put his way. It's on him to make me care about the the result of that and what that will do to propel the character. It can't just be the same old, same old. It has to be something. I think there'll be something, yeah. The more I think about it, there'll be some, I think there'll be something between Jay and Gato. Also, it would make more sense for Okada to win if there's a story attached to it. Mm. So to have that as the main event mm. and that just to be... Jay versus Okada and Okada wins, but there's no real story attached to it, then that then that doesn't really, you know, the ascension of the Enochiism Okada would fall flat, you know? And that's the so concern. I, that's my concern two months out is they've announced the match two months out. We know what yeah, it is. That's why, that's why I'm like, yeah, there's going to be something between now and then. Um, but if there's there's a story beat that makes yeah makes sense then it makes the loss to okada more impactful and then it makes the ascension of okada more impactful because he gets over yeah yeah let's hope so that's my that's my takeaway from that was like let's hope so because um as we head to tag league i think we're going to get a lot of the last bits of pieces being placed for wrestle kingdom i think wrestle kingdom is lining up to be fucking great let's be real they've already said that they've sold more tickets than any show for this wrestle kingdom sold more tickets than the previous two wrestle kingdoms or three like they've already sold more two months out so they're fine in that respect i'm sure it'll draw and they probably have a couple of big matches they're expecting that might be up up the sleeve and the actual outcome and there might be a story in the match that people will be talking about leaving it that might be their thinking is like it's either it won't be hyped beforehand, but we've got something that we can, that's going to change the course of New Japan's direction in that actual match, whatever that actually is. Something, however, someone comes out and turns on Jay, something happens, like they do it there. You know, like they could be having something in that space as well. Um, but yeah, I just think that that match is the least interesting of the Wrestle Kingdom card. And that I would not have expected to say that three or four months ago. You know, I would have been thinking, man, we're building towards this, era defining match you know but i just sort of flattened but i mean there's still there's still a lot of questions to be asked around wrestle kingdom i mean we're speculating on what naito's doing you know he's just, just lost will what's will doing you know there's a lot of questions that, so a lot's going to happen in the next two months and i you know i just feel like that that the jay okada thing isn't going to be just forgotten about and then they just wrestle at wrestle kingdom yeah something between now and then will happen with them i'd like it to be yeah, I, I think it makes the most sense. And I think from an interest perspective, it would make the most sense if there's 
some sort of conflict between Gato and Jay. Yeah. Well, the club needs to, I just think it needs to implode. That's my yeah. feeling. Well, I was just going to say that uh, we are gearing up for probably one of the greatest times of the entire year, Wrestle Kingdom. So regardless, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait. Give me every single match on that entire card. No storylines at all. Nothing. <laughs> just give me match after match after match. Well, it sort of feels like there might be a, two or three big story matches and the, and the rest will be sort of special attractions. That's kind of what I'm getting the sense of. Um, Muta and Shibata. But mm. speaking speaking of... Uh, Jesus Christ. Speaking of time of year, Red, we are headed uh, towards the World Tag League uh, over the next month. Oh, did we mention who we thought was going to win the final? Pick for the TV title final. <laughs> I don't think we actually picked it. <laughs> did, did we actually pick it? I think uh, Red I think picked it. it said Red, yeah. Uh, uh, Ren. Um, I want Zach to win. I want Zach to win, I think. Yeah. Because you remember when Zach did the whole thing where he explained what his vision for it was, like the best pure wrestling title in wrestling? Um, I like that. I'm like, yeah, make that. And I, do, I think that they'll... Um... They'll pay back Zach at some point. He hasn't had a belt yet, you know. He's never had a singles belt, no. And he's a king of tournaments, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would just solidify that moniker for him, yeah. you know. Come yeah. G one, two, that would be an yeah. extra thing. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, um, but I'm not against them pushing Ren either. That's the benefit of it is if there's no loser, it's I mean, a perfect yeah. match. Yeah, either way, there's no loser. Yeah. When we saw that tournament be announced, fuck Dave. When we went out and claimed that, we come off looking like fucking geniuses because people were like, <laughs> the thing. Casio belt is over. The Casio yeah. tournament is over. And so it should be. Yeah. And um, and they actually did the match that made the most sense. And that's what I'm liking about this current yeah. booking of New Japan. Yep. It's logical and it's they're Absolutely. making the right matches. The matches yep. make sense. Like I think yeah. I know what the I think I know who's going to win tag league, right? The heavyweight tag league. I think I'm pretty confident he's going to win it, and that's not a yeah. bad thing. Nah, but it's like, um, but I, because that's the right match. If you're going to do yeah. it, that's the match you want to see. You know, yeah. obviously, oh, give talking... me, give me FTR and Aussie Open at fucking Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, uh, Aussie Open know. winning. Fuck yes, yes, mm. yes, and then fucking how good was it? They're throwing beers and then. Tell them to fuck off. Just great yeah. stuff from Aussie Open. Uh, just so please reveal, because I haven't. I haven't spoiled. I don't know who's in tag league or junior. junior I, I have no idea. Zero. I'm hoping the oh, Hardy. Gone in fucking virgin. I've, I've, I've it. I have no idea whatsoever. So I am pumped. okay. So uh, tag league is about to get underway in a just over two weeks. About two weeks. You know, uh, not next weekend, but the weekend after, um, and. This year, we have both the World Tag League Heavyweight Tag and Super Junior Tag happening happening concurrently at the same place. Oh, so we're going to be tag team wrestling all over the place. A bunch of a bunch of cheering crowds for a lot of these shows. So it's going to be some fun. I mean, you so, guys thought I was keen for a singles tournament. Just imagine it's a doubles tournament, a tag tournament. I'm double excited. Tag team wrestling is back. It's back. Yeah, yeah New Japan. Baby. New Japan is a tag team company, right? They're amazing. New Japan did a show in England and they had a main event with tag teams and now they're doing a main event with women on top. New Japan is, they're just transforming before our eyes. New Japan and Tag League is an actual thing. And Tag League actually, I'll let you guys decide what you think of Tag League, but I've got some thoughts. All right. 
So here are the teams for the Super Junior Tag League. Uh, team number one, uh, uh, Risuke Taguchi and Clark Connors. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, the uh, the uh, Arse Rhinos. Uh, yep. I think they've got some interesting names they're working for. I think they call themselves like the they're like the Wild 69 or something. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> uh, it's tag team two, Kushida and Kevin Knight. Oh, Fuck yes. What? Where did that one come from? Out of nowhere. Young boy, Kevin Knight getting a shot. I want to call them nighttime. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so happy for Kevin Knight. He is, uh, of of all the young lions that are out in, that are currently around, he's my most, he's my highest prospect. I think he is a massive, he has massive upside. He's got everything. Um, team three. Oh, get in. Uh, the Flying Tigers, Tiger Mask, and Robbie Eagles. Robbie, friend of the show. Uh, revealed here last last week that that might actually be happening. <laughs> um, team four, Yo and Leo Rush. Yeah, very, very excited for that one, particularly because they've actually built that one. Going to be super exciting to see what actually happens in the tag. Yo show a personality, Red. That's yeah. stunning. Yeah, you'll have something. So Leo is a team. If we do a draft, I'm taking them. Uh, now, everybody, prepare yourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, the next team is Alex Zane and L Lindemann. Oh, what? Wait, wait, hang on a minute. They're, they're, Alex Zane is a junior? Yes. Come on now. No, look, he's pairing up with L Lindemann, so the two of them combined get under the... <laughs> Under the weight limit, you see. Yeah, under the like threshold. Over 115 kilos. <laughs> yes. He's he's in a cutting phase at the moment. He's gonna have an extra spicy taco prior to weigh in. And uh he'll get he'll get under the limit. Um, but that is actually a cool little story beat because Alex Zane's first tour of Japan was with Stronghearts, with with uh Glate. And yeah. so he was a part of like the Stronghearts crew. So him and El Lindemann have got history and come on. The fucking magical walnut makes his return to New Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling. Are they going to be called walnut sauce? <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> I, the spicy, the spicy nuts. Um, yeah. Or Bahu nut. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the next team: uh, Bushi and Titan. Mm. Obviously, there. Who's um, who's taking the pin there? <laughs> they might have, they might have taken a lot of pins to be honest. They you know yeah. they might be a team to watch out for, for to win the thing. Oh, I love um, it. Uh, TJP, Francesco Akira, obviously the champs are there. Uh, Boom hat. uh, Yoshinobu, Kenamaru, and Doki. They're winning. So Doki gets in tag league. So good for Doki. Uh, The next team, the Bullet Club, representing Bullet Club, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Oh, wow. Oh, whoa. So the Impact Boys are here. Whoa. I yes. thought Leo Rush's inclusion was huge. That's massive. Space finally going to be in Japan, so oh. um, that's really that's really exciting. Awesome! I'm like to see Austin back. That'll be great. And that's Ace sick. Austin's returning again. Who after his you know tremendous best Super Juniors, so now I think Bay's got an opportunity to get himself over the way Ace yeah. did as well. And the uh, the final team, uh, also representing Bullet Club via House of Torture, is the team of Show Dick, uh, Show and Dick Togo. Uh, <laughs> so show deck yeah, is in. Um, so show, fucking, 
Show's dragging his grandpa along. Yeah, the uh, the, the DM champ for here, <laughs> Shodik, is in the is in the tournament. So, um, thoughts on the Super Junior Tag League? We've got a question here from from the Cowboy at Punk Rot Wrestle talking about obvious question, um, and we'll ask him for both leagues. Which teams were you surprised to see entered in the tag league, and who are you dis- disappointed to see not making it? So, just from the juniors, who are we surprised that has made their way into the into that tag league? Uh, I mean, we've got right at the top, Chris Bay. I uh, had no idea that he was going to be involved. Neither did I, no. Um, you know, makes sense. That, that that tag is that, I mean, those matches. And I mean, imagine when they take on Alex Zane. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, Chris Bay uh, being part of it, that's really cool. Great opportunity for him yep. to sort of like enter into New Japan. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his, huge, huge, huge fan of his. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that one. That's cool. I mean, just the fact that Austin, uh, not Austin Aries. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking, I don't think he can get in the country. I think I think the vaccination status. Um, Zane, Zane's in it. Uh, I'm excited about that team. Zane. Oh yeah, the the, the spicy yeah. nuts. Yeah, those guys. That would be just such a, a weird aesthetic and visual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, short, just... the shortest muscular man against. I don't know, the Andre the Giant of the fucking division. Yeah, and also like the the darkest man and the light. Yeah, it's just going to be like it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be great. great. Um, yeah. it's going to be great. So I I thought that was a really intriguing team, and I was really excited to see them. I, I mean, for me personally, I'm excited to see obviously Kashida um getting yeah. a series of matches and and Kevin Knight. I honestly stand by it. I think he has the most upside of any young boy currently in the new japan system and i'm including fujita and oiwa i think this guy has it he's just yeah. he's just got something physically where you just watch a guy wrestle and move and yep. he just like he's got the best drop kick in in wrestling his drop easy kick is now. ridiculous easy now easy now but he definitely does um exude uh charisma and personality through the tv i've seen him a couple of times now and i could not agree with you more like the second you said kashida and him attack i'm like ooh, and it doesn't it doesn't sort of it doesn't sort of go unnoticed that him and DKC have been wrestling and had a strong title match. You know, that they're putting young boys that are in the system, they're getting a title match. Like that's very rare. And that the idea is that he, when they went to AW and did the dark stuff, they let, it was Clark talking and it was Kevin Knight talking. And it's mm. like, he's the lowest in terms of the rank. He's the, he's the youngest of that group, but he has been, he he's just keep an eye out for him. That's my, my take is that I think he is going to, He's going to lose every time that team loses. It's going to be because of him, but he is going to impress. That's my hot take. Yeah, and also Caveman sixty nine. I mean, they're going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting that'll be an interesting dynamic of uh, mm. the wild sixty niners. Uh, I don't know what their team is, but something is something perverted. Okay, heavyweight tag league. Lead on us. Okay. First team, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Yano. Uh, yep, they, they, they've tagged before. They, they, I think their team is Team Bebop. There's an anime that has uh, a Yano and a Tanahashi or something. like. They're going to win. They dress up and do some interesting stuff. Um, They're going to win. Like, that's it. You have, <laughs> okay. uh, you, have, you have the ultimate workhorse and the jokester. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a powerful combination. Let's be real. Mm. Um Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, obviously Bishamon, 
uh, former yeah. champs, always good in this tournament. Um, they're they're a legit tag team, so that's that's good. Uh, team three: Alex Coglin and Gabriel Kidd, representing LA Dojo. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So good rub for um, them. Big spot for them. Um, they're also not young lions. They are they have graduated, so it's their first big opportunity. I'm very excited. I'm very pleased to see Gabe Kidd get back um, after his uh, very public struggles. Team four, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata. Yeah. Mm. Uh, team, uh, team five, uh, Grado Khan and Aaron Hanare. Uh, the story is Jeff Cobb is... His uh, knee. His knee is the story. Yeah. Um, I think the idea is he's, his knee's just not up to the grueling tournament. He needs to take the break. Um, and to be fair to Jeff Cobb, the man has had very few breaks during this pandemic era. He's been one of the workhorses of, of New Japan in terms of foreign talent. So he deserves the time. Well, the, uh, the little heat up of Hanari of late then makes a bit more sense. And I think that's a great spot for him um, off the back of looking much better and more legitimate in yeah. his G1. I was going to say, super excited to see Hanare in a spot like that too. Finally, we get to see Hanare unleashed. And let's be real. He's probably going to take all the pins. Let's yeah. be real because that team can't win and um, they don't want to, and they really want to protect Cobb and Okan. Okan mm-hmm. and the Cobb is a protected team. So they're like, okay, let's just get rid of, let's get rid of one of them and bring in this guy so we can have a bit of an out there. Uh, then the next team, Aussie Open. Fuck yes. The next team, uh, Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste, the Mighty Don't Kneel, finally make right. their appearance. Yeah, wow. Their actual debut as a tag in this one. That's huge for them. Yep. So two All-Australian teams. Um, the next team... Bad dude Teats is in this. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm sorry, Dan. Ah! Sorry. He'll be there, though. He'll be there. He, may, he, could, be on, he could be on the tour. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the next team... Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. Oh, Great. shit. That's going to be fun. Suzuki-gun. Uh, obviously uh, representing uh, because Dangerous Techers can't be in the tournament because Zach already has his Wrestle Kingdom sorted. So Suzuki-gun need a team. And uh, Lance Archer, after this tournament, will have wrestled more matches in New Japan this year than he has in AEW. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be a pretty impressive stat, that one. Um <laughs> Uh, and then uh, rounding out the team, uh, the, the tournament, Bad Luck, Fale and Chase Owens and Evil and Yudro. Wow. Suzuki and Archer. That mm-hmm. is going to be one yeah. team to definitely watch. That's a cool dynamic. Those guys have always, they got a cool dynamic. Um, I mean, obviously it's really exciting for to see Aussie Open finally get to this point. And yep. they're going in as, I would say, favorites to win the tournament. But just think of the match. Like Aussie Open is going to wrestle Naito and Sonata. That's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's a huge spot. Naito and Sonata are obviously always a good team. They're former champs. Um, so, yeah, any any surprises, any disappointments? Obviously, no FTR is the obvious. The obvious yeah, thing. I expected that. No, but yeah, I, I also didn't expect them to be there. Two, two Aussie teams in this. That's amazing. I'm so happy about that. I'm so beyond Jones about that. That is... That's amazing. That's so cool to have two Australian teams in there right now. Like the they're going to wrestle day. each other, you know? Yeah. 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 And a night where it's going to be two Australian tag teams getting to wrestle each other in a New Japan ring, you know? Um, you know, it's, it, the, the, that is going to be so exciting. We are, we literally have one of the funnest times of wrestling ahead of us. Yep. So it's, 
Um, and I think this for the stories that are going to be built through it, we'll be interested to see. But yeah, my, my obvious pick is, is Aussie Open. I think, I mean, it's been set up. They have to win the tag league and go on to, to get FTR. Um, I'm interested just to follow that the tournament. I think it'll be a fun tournament. I think the Super Junior Tag League is wide open and is full of a lot of interesting new faces. I think that's really cool. And I think Super Junior Tag Leagues, I think Super Junior Division with Akira and TJP where they are, I think we could get back to that era of just some wild, crazy high spot. Like let's go back to the old days of the four, the four-way junior tag at Wrestle Kingdom. Let's just get the crazy guys out there doing the flips. Um, so yeah, it looks like a really exciting tournament relative to what we normally get. Um, you know, there's not a lot of AEW involvement and I don't think people, I think people got to expect that nowadays for yeah, tournaments, especially, but impact is sending their boys, which is a, always a good sign. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I looks, I think it looks pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm very, very excited. I, I guess you could say slack, 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 because business is booming. Well, he's he's not yeah he's he's the only guy that's not named. <laughs> well, um, I'll I'll see you boys in two days. Yes, for the weekend of a lifetime. Oh, oh yes, get you, get set. You're to... excited. Fill these nipples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bobby, we're coming for you. <laughs> yes, you're going to regret everything that you have done. Everything has led you to this moment. Yeah.